The Spread Show. A big time welcome to everyone joined in on Twitch. Uh, how's the screen? Can you see the? Are you what looking at Twitch, Rich? Yeah, yeah. I think. What do you mean you think? Brother, it's just AFC East Titans minus three twenty. Oh, I'm brother, confused. hold, dude, hold on. I think I can change that on the fly. Jeez, Who is this? The South. You really let that intro ride. <laughs> Should I change it to South S O U F or S O U T H? I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out later. Uh, soft. <laughs> I think uh, this is going to be one of the more fun podcasts as we slowly ramp it up into the the over-unders. And we can't get... I don't want any over-unders spoiled on this podcast. Even though they're going to be Bad different, either. probably. Yeah, me neither. I don't want anything spoiled. So, uh, we won't spoil it for the audience either. What we're going to do... Did, one lines? No, I won't do that either. I don't even like doing that in the first place, honestly. What we will be doing is um, picking our favorite bets of the division, picking our dark horses, picking our favorite rookies, most exciting rookie, uh, and talking about the best head coach and quarterback combination in each division, as well as picking a stay away if we can for betting the divisional odds. So... No better place to start than uh, the South. The South has been a, a pretty successful division over the last few years in the AFC. It's at least exciting, and it's well known as the Thursday night division. Uh, so let's get this rolling. Did you Let's see... be clear, this is the worst division. <laughs> right now, yeah, you're probably right. I, I am going to agree with you. I didn't, I didn't do it like that either. And if you're watching on Twitch right now, the way it's ordered, I know it looks weird because the odds from top to bottom don't, you know, they're not uh, numerical or whatever. But this is the order that uh, the season finished in. So basically the Titans were first, the Jags were last, Colts were second. Um, so that's how the rest of the pod's going to go, or the rest of the uh, Twitch broadcast will go at least. Yeah. Clarification, that's not a typo. Which one? Plus 18. That's not 180. Oh, that yeah, that's probably 180. So there was there's a weird box thing on OBS <laughs> that I have all the odds in front of me, but there's a weird box thing on OBS that just like transfers all the odds from one thing to the other, and it's really annoying. So I apologize about that. I got you. I got you. I, I thought Gary got a new computer. <laughs> no. Uh, overall, though, the Titans won the division last year. Uh, they lose Art Smith. Rich, I know that's your man. What do you think about Art leaving the uh, leaving the team? Is that going to did that drastically affect um, your thoughts of the Titans this year? Yeah, I don't know who's going to be dialing it up for them. Who's dialing up that play action? I don't know who the offense coordinator is. Yeah, it, go ahead. I don't know. I don't want to step all over your point. Well, does it really matter who's dialing it up if you can successfully run the ball? Like. I don't think it's that hard to dial up a play action when you're, the run's working that well. To me, it's it's more of a, a variable thing and uh, kind of the, the standard they set already. I don't know if that's going to make all that much difference. Now, I get it. Maybe on some of those key third downs when they know you're passing, uh, things get a little uh, hairy in, in, in those situations. But I don't know. They're kind of right to run the ball down your throat and, you know, kind of you're going to have to guess of the defense on the play action. 
Yeah. yeah. I just, it feels like you would say that and then there's times where it just didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it. I feel like they had kind of the formula. Maybe it was because Mariota was there and that's never a good, never a good thing. But, uh, you know, it just seems like it never happened beforehand. So, I mean, it's Vrabel. Vrabel, I don't think is going to change a whole lot, right? So, hopefully whoever's there now, I mean, the key is Tannehill. It's not really Derrick Henry that you're worried about, I'm assuming. So, um, if you're betting on the Titans this year, you're just hoping, hey, just get that, get a little bit of juice out of Tannehill again and maybe we'll survive. I don't know. Uh, what uh, about the... The, the ESPN says... Titans' new offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, will continue to dial up a lot of plays for the running back. <laughs> that's, their, that's the strategy? generated storyline. You probably are right, honestly. Uh, I think that just came off of the Madden, like, little the news feed. So you're probably right about that. Um, so here's – let's go through the odds really quick. Um, we've got the Texans at plus 2,600 right now because – uh, you know, there's a lot going on with Deshaun Watson that we're not going to get into. Probably won't play, I'm assuming. Um, the Jags are plus 800, which, you know, I, I'm I'm willing to talk about that. And then the Titans and Colts are now tied at plus 110. The Colts actually were like plus 100, I think, uh, last week, but they pushed to 110. So, um, and I'm going to start with you. Your favorite bet for this division um, my favorite bet is going to be Jacksonville, right? I mean, you have so many unknowns, and, and I guess the Texans do the same, but not in such a good way with Watson. I just like the Jags. Uh, Urban Meyer, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you know, before he starts to wear on players and stuff like that, I think in his first couple of years, he should be pretty damn good. His draft should be good. He's coming from college to where he kind of has been recruiting these players, so I think he knows what he got in that first draft. And Trevor Lawrence has a, a um, ability to be very special in year one. I mean, right? And we're not talking about a super top-heavy uh, division to where they, they have no shot. I think plus 800 is a solid bet for Jacksonville. Rich, what do you think? What's your favorite bet this year for the uh, the South? Man, is Deshaun playing? No. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I just got to take Frank Reich and them boys down there in Indy. They just really? coach well. There's coach well. I don't. Okay, so they were out there last year with Philip Rivers and Brisket. Yeah, and they they won what ten games? How? How? I mean, the division was was down. I mean, they had the worst team in the league, and they had a Texans team that imploded. So, so does, isn't the Texans now the worst team in the league? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're right. Um, but I mean, for value, you're. Do you really think that's the best bet? Or is that just like you think it's a safe bet? The safe bet. I can't go with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm with Ant. I love the Jags at plus 800. Uh, that's, I mean, there's so much value there. Plus, when you're sitting there on Thursday night watching AFC South football, you're, you're wanting to cheer for the Jags. Like, I'm cheering for the Jags. I'm sorry. I like Derrick Henry and, like, the Titans, but that, that story's done. I'm cheering for Trevor Lawrence, Urban, um, and them boys, the rest of them boys over there in Jacksonville, Tony Khan, whoever else is on the roster. I really like that bet at plus 800. So, that was – The other thing is 
we've seen these young rookies come in and, and, you know, it doesn't take as long as it used to take. These guys are clicking in year one and making a big difference. If Burrow didn't get hurt, that's a, a Bengal team that looked drastically different in his year one. You know, you go along to, to Herbert. I don't know. Just uh, they're juicing a lot of these teams. These young quarterbacks are. So, so I could see it in Jacksonville. That was a team that literally just tanked it out last year. Like, they wouldn't even play Gardner Minshew. So they're going to be significantly better. I just think that, you know, it's looking at the situation. Obviously, like Rich said, the Texans could be the worst team in the league. The Colts, who knows? Carson Wentz might be completely done as a football player. He Like, that's a, that's an, a scenario. I don't feel comfortable taking that at plus 110. Frank Reich has basically been holding that team together by himself. And then... I don't trust the Titans right now without Art, Art Smith. So, uh, not, my f- not just Art being gone, but let's face it, this is a team that we haven't seen play with expectations. This is a team that's been, you know, kind of frowned upon essentially, and they said, yeah, they have a nice running game, but they don't have a quarterback. And now this year, I feel like there's a certain amount of expectations, you know, to make a a, a deep run into the playoffs, even. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll have to see them with the expectations. Yeah, I thought I found it kind of weird that these guys are co-favorites uh, to to win. It's they couldn't really distinguish between those two. I don't know. That's really but, weird. That's pretty odd. Yeah, has Vegas done the over/under games played by Julio? I I don't think so. <laughs> but that's not a bad bet, and that's one thing I guess you kind of have to factor in. Like, if Julio literally goes back a year before he was injured, you know, he was incredible. So I, I just that that is scary if you're betting against the Titans. Um, if we go back to a year, the year before Julio was injured, we'd have to go to Pee Wee football. No, dude, like <laughs> that year before he was thirty-seven years. What? Hold on, let's look at it because I'm pretty sure that year he was incredible. He um, played like twelve games too. No, no, Julio. This is Julio, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I do. No, I I understand. I thought Julio was super injured as well, and I then looked oh, at the up. 2019 season when he had 99 receptions and 1,400 yards. <laughs> the year before that, he had 113 and 1,600 yards. He was yeah. playing hurt though. He <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt he was playing hurt. So, all right, let's get some uh, let's get something on the board here. Oh, we had God, his numbers are insane. We had uh, for the South, me and Ant. Did really like the Jags, Rich? Are you willing to at least concede yeah. it? Okay. Oh, you know, I, you know, I love the Jags. Okay, cool. I think it's a fun bet, at least. And hell, if it wins, you're you're making money. Honestly, for the worst team in the league last year to be getting plus eight hundred, honestly, like I don't know, man. That's that's kind of suspicious to me. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. Like they they have a rookie quarterback, a, a coach that's never coached in the NFL. Um, but that's the other thing. We saw Chip Kelly do it in his first year, right? So we'll see. Uh, and Harbaugh, I believe. They do play week four Thursday night football. Perfect. Oh, yeah. That's the first week they're able to play Thursday night, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the other thing. This is – they could be your dark horse as well, right, Ant? Yeah. I yeah, mean, they really sure. are. They kind of have to be. They're a legit dark horse. Like, I think they're legitimately uh, going to be a nuisance for the top two teams in this division. Rich, uh, did you have anyone else as a dark horse? The Jags. Yeah, just the Jags. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, if you're putting 100 bucks 
down to win 800 on each of these, it's worth it. I, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot more fun than watching Thursday night Colts. Tell you that much. Who's a stay away for you in this division, uh, Rich? And you can do the Texans. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's no, completely if, fine. Deshaun can play. Anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, is it the Titans with all the the coaching change? I had trouble with this. I had a lot of trouble. I I'm waffling between the Titans without Art Smith and the Colts finally just disintegrating because. You know, they made the quarterback change. The, the Colts have been looking for a quarterback for like three years now, right? Four years almost. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just, it. the situation is built on, you know, uh, it's just, it's it's flimsy at best. So, what do you think, Ant? Uh, let's not overthink this. The stay away is Houston. Yeah, they, I think we should do that. <laughs> a top seven top five in some it just depends on where you like uh, how you if you like him we don't know if he's playing dude like it's just a complete stay away franchise for me i don't want anything to do with him this year yep i'm with you okay who is your favorite rookie in this division and i can start um i'm i'm not going to go the trevor lawrence path i'm very excited for trevor lawrence I'm more excited about his teammate, Etienne. I'm, I am kind of excited about the way Urban's talking about uh, how they're going to use him as kind of that slash role. And Urban, I feel like, made a living out of using those guys, like Percy Harvin. Like, he always had someone like that. He always has a knack for finding way, ways to use guys that are just different, whether it's, you know, Tebow in the run game. Um, I mean, just it, it just seems like he has a good offensive mind. And finds a way to get these guys in different roles. Etienne's been uh, catching a lot of passes in the uh, what is it OTAs right now, and they kind of said they're going to use him a little bit as a wide receiver. They have other running backs, so I expect him to be all over the field. And I'm really excited about him. Rich, what about you? I've got to be a homer here, and the Titans getting Caleb Farley. Okay. I really, really like him. I know his, his his back injury scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. He didn't play. He's had surgery on it, rehabbed it, had to have surgery again on it. But I just he was the, I thought he was gonna be the number one cornerback coming out, but obviously injuries you can't do that. But they did it anyways and took him in the first round. Yep. But that's that's the guy I'm most excited to look for because if he's gonna be good, he's gonna, he's gonna be, be good. he's gonna be good in year, year one. For sure. And, uh, I, yeah, I mean, Ant had him on his dog rankings for a reason, I believe. So I think uh, I think that's a good pick. I hope he plays. Do you think he's going to, like, be – th- you think he's going to be, like, an impact guy right away or is it going to be kind of say sit and wait? No, I think they're going to play They're gonna play him. Fair enough. They don't, they don't, they don't have any corners. They let uh, Dory Smith go. Yeah, true. Uh and who's your favorite rookie in this division? Um, kind of a tough one, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Davis Mills, the Stanford quarterback that the Texans Ooh. took in the round, which was, I believe, uh, someone check me if I'm wrong. I thought that was, that was their first pick of the draft. They have a second or first? No, I don't, I don't think they, they didn't have, have any. any picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I thought that was pretty intriguing. Um, I, I don't think. Watson's going to end up playing this year, even if the even if uh, legally, I, I just don't know if the Texans want him around. 
Right. Uh, so I think any rookie quarterback with a chance to start uh, is intriguing. And, you know, who knows what he can do? There's not going to be any pressure on him. And, you know, he wasn't bad at Stanford. He wasn't great. He showed flashes. Uh, but um, Skip Bayless I'm, I'm, did say uh, he was the quarterback of the future. Uh, Skip Bayless did say uh, he's the quarterback I of. I went off of it. I went off of this guy there. <laughs> Please, stop smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, who who do you have uh, Ant, as the best coach QB combo in this division for this year? Um, I hate. I mean, fuck it. I'm. It's Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. You know, I know I'm projecting a lot here, but uh, I don't trust Carson Wentz. Um. I don't know. Vrabel and Tannehill doesn't quite seem like a, per- a match made in heaven. I don't know if those guys have ever talked to each other, to be honest with you, brother. <laughs> right? I feel like Vrabel talks to the huddle, the offensive huddle, without Tannehill there. He talks to the there. defense when the when when the offense is on the field. He's talking defense. Defense and Derrick Henry, huh? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, right? I mean, this is the whole reason that Urban took the job. Yep. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I I think it was close second for me was Frank Reich. I mean, I look, I'm not going to discredit cuz Vrabel's been a very good coach and Ryan Tannehill's been a very good quarterback as well. So, it's tough for me to to pick those two because I feel like Art Smith was really the the coach pairing with the quarterback there, but um and then Frank Reich could have been coach of the year what two years in a row. So, Rich, what do you think? It's got to be Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. All right, perfect. I love that we're just on the same page with the Jags. I just I was scared that no one else was going to like the Jags as much as I do. And look, they're probably going like to suck. Just, you know, just remember, guys, when it's week six and the Jags are one in five, we're doing the thing <laughs> to deal with the Jags. Yeah. We just can't help ourselves. Yeah. Hey, at least it's going to be fun when we're watching Thursday night. All right, let's hop over. So what we had for that. Our favorite was Jacksonville at plus 800. They're also the technically the dark horse in the division, but plus 800, that's worthwhile. Stay away from Houston. You don't know what's going to happen. Uh, just don't do it. Uh, our favorite rookies, was it uh, Travis Etienne? Is it Travis? Why, why does that seem weird? Travis. Okay. Uh, Caleb Farley and Davis Mills um, for our favorite or rookies to watch. And then our best QB and coach combo has never touched the NFL, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. So we might look really dumb, possibly. Uh, okay. But, but who else would you take? You could take Vrabel Tannehill. Like yeah, Brandon. there's 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 a lot of uh, – oh, no, i got to fix these really odds too. Yeah, um, yeah. Hmm. So I'm going to pop into the north here and change all these odds since they got switched around. Um, but the the AFC uh, north. Around that plus 2,600. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so, and all these odds are going to be courtesy of William Hill as well. So for a lot of people just want to know where to get these. If you're looking at crazy odds and you're like, this is the best I've seen. Uh, William Hill, I believe they run the, they do the Cosmo and a couple other places in Vegas. Um, but the North, the most competitive division in the AFC ant football. Yes. Yeah. I'd say right from top to bottom. It, yeah. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I guess it's, uh, it's, it's come a long way from the just smash mouth. Everybody runs into the, uh, into the line for five yards or a carry or whatever with Ray Lewis and Nim boys. But, um, a lot of interesting quarterback stuff is happening this year. You have Lamar. I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit more pressure on Lamar this year, right? Yeah, contract year. Baker, same thing. Um, Baker is kind of in a – I mean, he's he's got the contract coming up, but kind of another prove-it year. He's got Odell back again, and that, that first go-round didn't work so well. Um, and then Big Ben might just be done. So – no, best shape, best shape of his life, Graham. Oh, you're right. He is. He is in the best shape of his life. I'm very sorry to Big Ben. <laughs> Big Ben always somehow. I think he's been on the best shape of his life, uh, all or all best shape of his life team one for the last six years. So eventually he won't be. Um, let's start with the uh, last year. The Steelers won the division. Weirdly enough, right? The Ravens. Ravens finished second. The Browns finished third, despite a great season, and then smoking the Steelers in the playoffs. And the Bengals got screwed because Joe Burrow got injured because they had no offensive line. So, uh, it starts at the top with the Steelers at plus 400. Um, and what are your feelings? Our boy Mike Tomlin is probably <laughs> in training camp right now, staring at that roster sheet, wondering where he's going to get quarterback production, wondering who's running backs. Oh, he has, he's got a running back wondering where his offensive line went and where his pass rush is. To me, um, this is like an organization and a team to me that seems to be looking around and kind of waiting for Ben to leave to kind of rebuild. Um, some of the stuff they just did in the off season was, was weird. Like it didn't seem like they wanted Juju back. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe behind the scenes, they really wanted him back, but they kind of let him go test the market. You know what I mean? It didn't seem like they want really wanted to give this another go. And then Ben said he was coming back. They get Juju back. And then, then I felt like they kind of felt like they had to go get a running back. So I don't know. I think their defense is going to be really good. I still think it's going to be, you know, a solid borderline wild card. I, I think they'll get into the playoffs in the AFC, but just um, it's just odd. I don't know. I don't feel like they really wanted Ben to come back again. I could be wrong. Yeah, I I think the Juju thing, you were absolutely right. <laughs> They're just like, oh, he can probably go. And then they just kind of reluctantly, yeah. you know, he's back. Uh, they lose Judon, right? They don't. They didn't have much of a pass rush last year. I don't know that any of the guys returning were really even a part of their pass rush. Um, Other than Watt, what's up? Other than Watt, right? Yeah, exactly. Like their their edge linebacker, like they always fill in those spots. Whether it was what was Bud Dupree, one of their guys. Uh, he was a middle backer, but that's yeah. still a, a big blow in the defense they play. I'm just just looking at their like their pressure numbers, like from the last three years, and most of those guys are gone. So it's going to be a lot of a lot of what, um, but they always seem to fill that role. Uh, the Ravens, obviously Lamar, and that offense, uh, ha- something has to. They just have to evolve, and they try to what pick like three or four different pass catchers, or try to bring three or four in. To help, I don't know if that matters. Well, Lamar's just not throwing the ball. <laughs> like it just won't. It just doesn't seem like a huge deal. And the Browns now tons of expectations. There, it 
more expectations now or two years ago, Rich, when he was running the show and we didn't know that he was the worst coach of all time? Uh, now. Fair enough. That's probably probably they, right. They won a, but let's remember they, the hype train back won, then. Yeah, but they just won their first playoff game in like 8 billion years. Yeah, you're right. And they are, you know, plus 145, which is pretty damn good. And then the Bengals didn't really address a ton of the needs that they needed to address in the offseason, but they did get much cooler. Um, So I'm excited. This is going to be a good division, one that I'll definitely be trying to watch most of these games, even though they're going to be on way too early in the morning. Um, Let's start with your favorite bet, Rich, for this division. And you can't really go wrong. They're all plus. Like, they're all good odds. I gotta go with Baltimore. Why Why Baltimore? I just feel like the safest. We know what they're gonna get on their... They're gonna run the ball on offense. Strong defense. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. I wanted to go with Cincinnati, but... Oh... Cincinnati's, I, I mean, in this in this division, I think Cincinnati, that's asking a little too much for your favorite bet, at least. Like, this is one you're confidently putting some money on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. And what about you? Uh, I like the Browns, right? I think um, just going into the season, you look at it, they're getting OBJ back. They have a really good offensive line. They really have uh, one of the best rushing attacks in the league. Uh, so from an offensive standpoint, I think they should be really good. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. They picked up John Johnson from the uh, Rams. That's your um, boy, Rich. Right yeah. <laughs> Although I, uh, you know, despise Jadavion Clowney. Um, he's going to be playing opposite of, of Miles Garrett. Uh, so, you know, I believe he should, when he plays, he should be able to make some type of a, of a contribution. So I don't know where their weak spot really is. So, you know, I, I like them as – I think they should be the favorites in the division, honestly. So I think getting yeah. them up behind Baltimore is a good bet. And don't and forget they, they added – They got your go boy ahead. Jeremiah Owusu, Koromar, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so they they have a lot going on. They have a – and, you know, they still have what? They have – or did they get Greg Newsom as well? Or they have yeah. Greg, Greg Newsom, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, like – they got some players. <laughs> so John, John Johnson the third. Yep. The big thing for me about them this year was they added to their core. A lot of times with the Browns, they're making these flashy moves and trying to get another piece to the core. I think their core is pretty much solidified and now they're getting, I think, pretty good pieces around those guys and just making the team better and all while, you know, uh waiting for the Baker contract, right? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um so I had Cleveland as well, just because I get the extra 25 from 120 to 145. Um, and I think Stefanski's a great coach. Baker played his ass off at the end of last year without Odell. That's the only thing that scares me. Nick Chubb is incredible. Um, I mean, their offense is just great. Yeah, and Hunt. So I love the offense. And Jarvis Landry, you have to remember, played with like broken ribs and like a busted hip that he had to have surgery on last year. Like they, they had a lot of crazy shit happen last year. Um, so I, I love the Browns um, at plus one to 45. Uh, Rich, who's your dark horse for this division? Oh, 
Cincinnati. Okay. They, they they drafted some sexy players. Yeah. <laughs> they did. You, you know, you know, I'm all about that. Fuck building offensive line. Give me those wide receivers. Yeah, I mean it's fun, but realistically, like I don't even think I could throw dark horse money down on this. Like I'm going to watch the games, but you know how many things would have to go wrong in this division for the Bengals to have a chance at fucking winning it. Baker, Baker to regress to his old self. Lamar can't complete a pass, and Big Ben's shoulder falls off. It's all yeah, possible. No, that not all oh, of no. that. No. <laughs> no, Lamar's been good for what three years now. Yeah, I mean, but we I, know what he gets when it becomes big games in the playoff atmosphere. We know what happens. The rest of the teams, like the rest of the those two teams, like. The They're rest so of the team is stacked, yeah. Or those rosters are stacked, so I can't... Yes, I like Stefanski a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, who's that, your... Who, would you put the Browns out of Dark Horse at 145? Yeah, I mean, kind I, of. I mean, it... <laughs> for being realistic, and maybe you guys disagree, the only Dark Horse is the Steelers. Oh. It, it really is. falls <laughs> under the category of an actual Dark Horse with the odds to, to go behind it. And a team that last year started off 11-0. and 0. I mean, if we're being honest, we can hate Big Ben all we want. We could hate this, that, and the other. But, you know, if Najee Harris is really good, this is a team that's going to be contending right there. Yeah, I would have to say, I mean, I agree with that. I like, I just like it. It's at plus 400, so at least you're getting value. Uh, you're getting the Steelers, like, infrastructure. You know, Tomlin's going to be doing Tomlin shit he can drag Duck Hodges to a an 8-8 eight eight record um, Big Ben who knows I mean either way he could put it up what how many times in the playoffs Rich how many times did he throw it in the playoffs he like 75 he threw for 600 yards <laughs> so I mean it's not like he people acted like he fell apart like he was like Eli Manning or something you know No. and Dude, they won a ton of games at the beginning of the year. He made it made it seem like Chase Claypool was like the best receiver in that class for like four weeks. Um, so I'm not I'm not thinking I don't think the Steelers are just gonna fall apart and be like two and you know fifteen or whatever it is now. Um, so I I like the Steelers at plus four hundred just because I'm getting the Steelers essentially like I'm getting that brand of football. So. And you, they're going to be above 500, right? Yeah. Yeah, so just give me that. And let's see what happens. Uh, who are we staying away from? Rich, are you staying away from any of these teams? Steelers. You're staying away? <laughs> that, no. Okay, so everything I just said, I could also <laughs> list the Steelers as a stay away. I'm not kidding. That team, like, they have no offensive line. Uh, like I said, they lost. They don't have any pass rush. They lost like their their other big pass rusher. Uh, I just I'm I'm just worried about the Steelers uh, in general. And Big Ben could Big Ben could realistically be just either done or injured after like week three, and it's it's game over. So uh, it could be the Steelers. And did you have a stay away for this division? Uh, no, not really, but I think you guys made really valid points, and I think Pittsburgh is that team teetering on, you know, could be really good or could be <laughs> – no, I'm not going to go with any. I, I really don't. Yeah. I just – Pittsburgh has shown year in, year out, year in and year out that they, they're they viable, dude. Like, they're just there. 
Yeah. Until they prove different, I, I can't say I'll stay away from them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, any chance Pouncey comes out of retirement by like week six to save Big Ben? <laughs> I think that's got to be on the board somewhere. Um, rookies. My favorite rookie is very well known. I've been saying this for a long time, but I think Jamar Chase is my favorite rookie of this entire class. So he's my favorite in this division. What about you, Rich? I wasn't going with Jamar Chase, but since you already picked them, I'll go with uh, Rashard Bateman with the Ravens. Nice. How do you think? Uh, do you think like he's actually going to be integrated in the offense, or do you think he's going to wind up just super frustrated that nothing's happening for him? He's probably super frustrated the first two years. <laughs> they can't get the ball to Hollywood Brown. You want them to get the ball to Bateman? Yeah, I don't know that Hollywood Brown is. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, and who's your favorite rookie or one of your most exciting rookies? Um. I was going to go Rashad Bateman as well, just for the fact he's one of my favorite receivers, but I think he's also going to be one of the most, I, I don't know, if, if if the Ravens are going to have success, I think it's going to be, and if they're going to be a Super Bowl team, I think it's because Bateman's going to be a real game changer. We know that the Ravens have Hollywood Brown who can take the top off, but I feel as though Lamar needs a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a dependable receiver within five to 10 yards. So he doesn't feel like he has to hold on to it for a while. But since Rick picked Bateman, um, a lesser known guy and, and someone who was kind of talked about during the draft and not a sexy guy, but is uh, Jackson Carmen, which is the, the Bengals' second round pick out of Clemson. Yeah. The uh, tackle. I, I'm just, I, if he's bad, if he's bad, the Jamar Chase pick is going to look even worse because. Burrow's not going to have the time to really do shit. If he's a good pick, it, you know, we're going to see. I think the Bengals make uh, some real strides to getting better. So I think that's a real key pick for the Bengals in this draft. Uh, and I think it's going to tell us a lot about that that future for, for three or four years, unfortunately. It, it was a top pick, a second rounder. Yeah, Jackson Carmen. <clears throat> a lot of people probably recognize he spent the last two seasons protecting Trevor Lawrence's blind side. Um, I think he's going to shift a guard for the Bengals. So, yeah, that would that would be super interesting because, honestly, like we know Jamar Chase is going to be good wherever he goes, and it's really cool that they picked him, but uh, they needed a lineman. They needed multiple linemen. And a linemen. lot of people were scratching their heads because there was a run on tackles in that kind of late first round, I believe early second. I, I Maybe yeah. I'm lying. Somewhere there in there was. where we thought maybe maybe the Bengals needed to get up and get their guy, and some people felt like they waited and kind of took the best available guy. So we'll see. No, I just think that's going to be an interesting watch. Yeah. They traded down. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, yep. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are something else, but hey, at least they got Chase. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he gets number one. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's going to be a great jersey. Um, so some other rookies and we talked about Bateman. Um, I think the, the Ravens also picked up Ben Cleveland, who's an offensive lineman. Um, who else did they get? They picked up Jason. Oh, oh, how do you say his last name? Oda Faye Owe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Super, super raw. Super bendy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That'll be and really then, exciting. And I, like, I really like, I don't want to get too deep, but they got Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State in the fourth Eight. round, which I think could also be another good weapon uh, for Lamar. So I, I don't know, Real, uh, also another interesting draft for, from the Ravens. And we know historically, um, I'm blanking on the GM's name. Uh, I don't think he's there anymore, brother. 
he retired, Ozzie Newsome? It's, it's his Ozzie, but it's his little protege, dude. Yeah. In the Aussie Newsome tree, I should say, they have a knack for drafting. Um, they've done a really good job, especially in those later rounds. So we'll see uh, how a Tylen Wallace or someone like that pans out. Yep. Um, let's see. Other rookies, we had uh, the Bengals picked up. We picked up, obviously, Jamar and Jackson Carmen. Um, I think they got Joseph Osai. Is that how you say his name? Um, was he, he was one of their picks, I believe. Cameron Sample. Another D lineman, Tyler Shelvin, was a fourth rounder, um, and then the Brown. You guys. Yeah, I cut you off. Um, what do, are we are we underrating Najee Harris at this point? Because we all laughed and kind of our mock drafts. We had put him there, you know, from the beginning of when we started doing it, and it was kind of a funny thing. The Steelers are going to take Harris. They like him. They like him. They like him. What do, What do you guys think? I think it could really work out too. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel bad for him. I feel like he yeah. just walked into – I think their line is really going to be really bad. It was bad last year. It's even worse this year probably. So I'm a little worried about it. But he, I think he's very talented and a really good running back. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was very good. I'm just I, – I don't think the chances of that being this year are high. Yeah. I, oof. That's all you have? <laughs> so just, uh just good player bad he wants to I, I don't like him with the Steelers uh the Browns brought in obviously we talked about um we talked about Owusu Koromoa Newsom um Tommy Togiai uh fourth rounder to come in basically fit into the D tackle rotation Anthony Schwartz was a wide receiver um, yeah he, he runs like a 4-2 yeah. That Ohio State kid? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. uh, no, Auburn. He's Auburn. He's the little guy from oh, Auburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Track guy. And then, obviously, we had Najee Harris. Um, Kendrick Green for the Steelers was their third rounder. And it sounds like he might be their center this year. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I'm getting a little worried. Uh, they also brought in Dan Moore Jr., uh, another offensive tackle. And I just I oh they did get the tight end right Pat Fryermuth yeah yeah I liked him mm -hmm. so I don't know the Steelers are in a weird spot and eventually they're gonna have to blow it up um, did we cover did when we talked about the South I didn't I don't think I went over the other rookies but that's okay um, anything else on this division the North one of the most exciting ones in football yeah um, I just think. Um probably just one of the more interesting times to be a fan in this division right we haven't seen too many years obviously where the browns and the Bengals are viable i don't know if the Bengals will be viable this year but at least exciting uh we've seen the steelers and, and ravens dominate it for so long i think it's really fun to see these two other teams have a young uh, um and the Bengals have an upstart team where you know it's kind of anything can happen and, and we're it's not the same old same old with the top two yep uh, okay, and then let's go over our last category here, coach quarterback. Which is the best coach quarterback combo in this division, Rich? Dude, do I have to go Tomlin and Big Ben? Oh God! I mean, for this it's year, Tomlin if you had ben. to, if you had to pick for this year, that's what you're going with. Probably just won the division. <laughs> Fuck, I talked myself into it. 
I don't trust Baker. I don't trust Lamar. Oh my God. Stefanski and Baker. Stefanski okay. and Baker. Uh, yeah, who do you have as the best been... coach quarterback combo? Boy, um, that's an interesting. This is a really interesting question for this division. I will give. I'm going to go ahead and give it to uh, Harbaugh and Jackson. I think Harbaugh has done an exceptional job with the guy that many thought couldn't play the position. Um, and I think he's, uh, you know, put him in a lot of positions to succeed. And I think this year should be no different. You know, I think they should um, kind of, uh, I don't know. Damn, it's tough. I don't know. This is a tough division. Yeah. But, but I think those two, they've done a damn good job together. Rich, who do you, would you rather have, Stefanski or Harbaugh? Stefanski. Okay. What? I love Stefanski too, but I think I have like I'd begrudgingly have to say Harbaugh because he's done it longer. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go. I'm going with Lamar, and uh, I'm going Lamar Harbaugh as well. Lamar's won an MVP, so he kind of trumps Baker there. Um, and Harbaugh's just you know he's been around longer. He's been doing it longer. He's been. He's had sustained success longer, so I'm going to agree Not with that. Nothing, I will say Zach Taylor shown, uh, has shown that he uh, you know, understood how to get Burrow into kind of what he was comfortable with. He, he played really well, I thought. I think yeah. Zach Taylor's absolutely one of the worst coaches in the NFL. I think he's going to get fired at the end of this year. He's trash. Brother, he was dialing it I'm up. I'm just saying coach QB connection. That's all I'm talking. Oh, yeah, for sure. I uh, I just if I had a pick like I'd love to have Burrow probably maybe in the top two of these quarterbacks, but I do not want Zach. Like Zach Taylor's my fourth coach by a mile in this. He's just terrible. Um, All right, fuck it, we're doing it. Nope, you brought it up. Nope, where where are we ranking the quarterbacks one through four? Uh, I'm going Lamar. Hmm, I'm going Lamar Burrow Baker. Rich? Burrow, Lamar, Baker. And? Yeah, I got to go uh, Lamar, Baker, and Burrow. Yeah, that's the nat- – I think that's the easy – that's the, the easy road to take for sure because Burrow hasn't done – I just think Burrow uh, – I don't know. I think Burrow's just going to be better. So if I had to, if I was in like some weird fantasy draft, I'm taking Burrow and praying. <laughs> All right, this is let's get to the popcorn match, the AFC East. I wonder who oh. these might actually already be right. Hold on, let me see if anything's changed. AFC East, the bill. Oh nope, the Bills are minus one fifty-five. Uh, as you can see, Fireman Ed is in the top right corner. Uh, if you're watching on Twitch, so just don't be alarmed. Um, this division, actually a little more exciting Ooh. than uh, I think people realize. Uh, Ant, what, is your, what was your first thoughts when looking at this division? Was that? Uh, Sorry. What, what were your first thoughts when you just looked at this division on paper and you're like, okay. Um, change, right? Change. So For so many years, we've seen New England be the tops, and last year I – I think people still gave them the benefit of the doubt, saying, uh, uh, you know, Bill Belichick will, will make it happen. And uh, I think we can say this, you know, th- this year going forward, this is the Bills division. 
And and Miami is a solid two. Um, now pa- the Patriots are are kind of hovering around with the Jets, if I'm being honest. So I think my big takeaway from this division is is change over the long term. I don't think we're going to see New England. I mean, it's easy to say yes, we're not going to see New England dominate with the best coach quarterback combo in history. <laughs> but you know, I think last year people were kind of waiting and saying, Ah, Bill Belichick can work his magic. But I don't think uh, you know uh, it's going to be as easy as they thought. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, the with the Patriots, I'm still a little worried about them just because they are getting a little bit of hype right now because everyone's saying, "Well, look at the job that Belichick did. <laughs> look what he did last year. He was awesome. Uh, he he dragged this team with a broken Cam Newton and all these hold like not holdouts but COVID holdouts, um, and just kind of filled in the pieces and almost was able to compete in the division, but." Uh, I'm not buying it. They just brought in a bunch of free agents. They still have Cam Newton. And, I mean, it, it, there's some guys emerged for them last year, but I don't feel like they made significant changes. And the guys that they're replacing from last year sucked for the most part. Uh, and Cam's trash. So they better hope Mac Jones is great. And then it's going to be awkward when Cam gets benched. It's going to be a terrible time. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you there. The Jets at least... Are, do you feel like the Jets are at least slightly exciting, Rich? Yeah. And h- hyped me up on the Zach Wilson guy. I really like Elijah Moore. I don't know. I'm starting to believe the hype. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I wish they had, like, I- I'd like some of their, yeah, I like some of the young guys, at least. And their at least offensive they had. line looks respectable. Gase is gone. That's good. Oh, yeah. Addition by subtraction. Exactly. And then the bills, uh, the anti-masker, anti-vax bills are just going to be (laughs) – they're going to be a very solid team again. They should be. And what it sounds like is they're a little more focused on the run game this year, not focused on running the ball more at all, just focused on being better. Uh, When they were running, it just kind of sucked unless Josh Allen was doing it. Um, And what was your – yeah, yeah. The Bills, though. Yeah. I didn't like the draft class. Okay. I don't know. It's. I felt like they needed to hit some home runs, and they just didn't. Oh yeah, no, we can definitely go over their draft class in a little bit. Um, because yeah, I, I kind of liked it a little bit, a little bit of what they did, but it felt redundant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you there. Uh, Ant, who do you have as your favorite bet in this division? We got the Bills as the favorite at minus one fifty-five. The Dolphins at plus three forty. The Patriots at plus 350 and the Jets at plus 2200, which means Vegas thinks that this division is going to shape up just like it did last year. My favorite pick in this division, hands down, uh, are the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think they are head and shoulders better than any team in this division, and I don't see a way in which they don't win this division uh, by a couple games or more. Okay. Uh, Rich, what's your favorite bet in this division? The Dolphins. Okay. That's not bad. I mean, plus 340. They got my boy Jalen Waddle. I forgot. Yep. Um, they don't got a quarterback to get him the ball. That's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. I don't – I I am slowly, like, I don't know I'm why. Do a train. Yeah. What the hell? Is he bad? And what do you think oh, about Tua oh. now? Because we both were like – we I think we all liked that pick. We're like, man, this guy's supposed to be the number one pick in the draft, and they didn't have to do anything. And if I'm being 100% honest, I think it was a guy who, A, 
sorry, I can't concentrate with Fireman Ed on the right of the I thought Tua came in with the expectations of a Andrew Luck almost, a first-year prodigy, can't miss. He's going to put up these crazy stats. You know, you forget the talent he played with at Alabama. You forget the line he had at Alabama, the running game behind him, and the defense. And he goes to a team in Miami which didn't have the most explosive offense or the type of offense to really help him. They go out and get uh, Jalen Waddle. To me, I think he's going to be just fine, uh, although I am kind of down a little bit more down on him than I was. I think it's a kind of a wait and see. I think he's going to be fine. He just needs to get kind of acclimated to to the new system or whatever they're going to run over there. And I think a Jalen Waddle, a familiar face, should help. Okay. Um, you know, I both of those bets, like you could definitely talk yourself into both those teams. Um, I don't like any of these at all, to be honest with you. I like the – I mean, I'm going to take the Bills, like just because it seems like the safe bet – and Josh Allen's what's up what's holding you back from liking them the bills oh, <laughs> um I don't know it's just it's going to be hard to replicate that success I feel like like Josh Allen played incredible like that was one of the most that was one of the most impressive leaps we've ever seen probably in the last 10 years in sports from year to year and um you know, it, it, if Diggs gets hurt, what happens? You know, that's scary. <laughs> just scary that they that if Diggs goes down, I'm just really worried about this. Another frozen rope to someone else. <laughs> right? I guess, but that receiver is not as good and doesn't have the range, right? That Diggs has. Like Diggs will will make the play. Um, I like their defense. I hope I I hope that their run game is better this year. I'm taking the Bills as my favorite. I'm not super confident. Of all the favorites that we have yet, it's the one I like the least, I will say. Um, The Dark Horse. So, I mean, three options here if you – unless you're rich and you took the Dolphins. The Dolphins uh, are not my Dark Horse, and I can't reasonably – I don't think I can pick the Patriots as my dark horse either. Um, so that just basically leaves me with super long shot odds with the Jets at plus 2,200. Now uh, we're talking. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be the only super long shot I can pick. I Obviously, you have a better chance on a dark horse bet of riding Bill Belichick. But I'm completely – I'm not out, I'm out on the Dolphins and at least – you know, if Zach Wilson turns out to be disgusting and Robert Saul is the best defensive coordinator of all time, uh, I'll have a chance. But yeah, I I don't know, Ant. I don't have a I don't have a dark horse here. What do you have? I mean, in both of those situations, if we're talking about Mac Jones and, and Wilson, and I know Cam might start, we're talking about unknowns, right? Yeah. I, I think that with the coaching of Bill Belichick and um, some of the you know, they brought in Corey Davis. Or, or no, excuse me. They brought in um, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar and who's the oh Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. Yeah. So I think they have a, a infrastructure there to run the Mac ball. <laughs> yeah, true, but also just to be better. Like I think that's the best dark horse pick. If we're talking about you know we're gonna have probably two rookie quarterbacks starting at some point. Yep. Okay. Uh, Rich, did you have a dark horse? That you like? Yeah, the Jets. Okay. 
Someone has to go worse to first. <laughs> it won't be the Jets, but I like the bet of 2,200. Like, if you think about it, the Texans were 2,600, and they literally, uh, I, I mean, I think they've run their franchise worse than the Jets in the last two years. So, I mean, the 400 difference there isn't too bad. So I'm going to go, I, I'm going to roll with the Jets as well. Even though the Patriots are probably the smart choice, I just, I'm, I think they should be more like plus 450. I would take 450. Um, okay. Stay away. My stay away for this division is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I absolutely, I loved this team last year. I even liked them as they were playing it out. I thought the Fitzpatrick thing was pretty baffling. Um, Tua clearly wasn't ready. You had a, an offensive coordinator there specifically to work with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like (laughs) Chan Gailey was there because Ryan Fitzpatrick was the starting quarterback. They bench him. Uh, everything kind of goes haywire. He comes back. It was just it was very a bad job by um, by Brian, Brian Flores. And I think they have a lot of talent. I like the team. I don't like I don't think Will Fuller is going to be much of an impact, uh, Rich, because, you know, what's the best ability? Availability. Yeah, and we all know we all know what Will's about. Um, but I like he's suspended for the first couple games. So. Oh, there you go. He's already not available. <laughs> so <laughs> they're plus three forty to win the division. They finished second last year. I don't think they're better than the Bills, and I also don't like I don't like what's going on with Tua. I don't like the fact that they don't have a fucking offensive coordinator right now. I mean that seems like an issue. And like if you're if the Seahawks didn't have an offensive coordinator, wouldn't you be a little worried? No, Russ dialing it up. Bad, uh, you know, Pete's gonna run it regardless. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> they have two people that are their offensive coordinator right now. Two guys, um, co-coordinators. Don't know how that's gonna work. I don't like it. And uh, you know, I liked a lot of the moves they made, but they're not ready. I think it's take a step back. I think that the Patriots finish with a better record than them, and I think they drop one to the Jets this year. So. I'm staying away from the Dolphins. Uh, who are you staying away from, Rich? Patriots. Okay. Cam Cam Newton can't throw the ball more than four yards. Mac Jones, I don't know if he's going to have those weapons around him ever, ever again. And, yeah, they, they're just, that's not a good team. They spent a lot of money on free agency for mediocre players. Yeah. I think uh, you can – and it's kind of crazy how we can make arguments on both sides for probably – each team, maybe besides the Bills, I like the Bills, you know, but, um, you, you know, either way, you can kind of be like, yeah, I can talk myself into this team being a good bet, and I can talk myself way out of it. But I think in in the Patriots case, I'm with you, Rich. I, I find more reasons to not bet them as a favorite. Uh, Ant, who's your your stay away for this division? It's just to stay away from the New York Jets. And I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't care. And I don't want to know. I don't want to watch their games. They could be 6-1. and one. I don't care. I just want to stay away from this team altogether in every aspect of my football life. I don't want to see them on red zone. I don't ever want to watch this team. <laughs> That's completely fair. That's <laughs> You can never go wrong with that answer. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I so. watched them for six straight weeks last year. Yeah. Yeah, you did. They did eventually. They did eventually win, 
after you picked them a couple times, I think. I think that's what put you over, actually, brother. Or that's what you buried your ass, maybe. Yeah. And, Bram, can you clip that part? So when September 9th hits, we're doing our pod, and Ant takes the fucking Jets to beat the Panthers. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, you know, let's see how the kid plays in preseason. Huh? <laughs> to, <laughs> to be fair, you know, these divisional bets are much different than week to week. So I wouldn't blame him for that. All right. Who are our favorite rookies? Rich, you had problems with the Buffalo draft class. Why? Because Gregory Rosario. How do you say his name? Rosario? Rousseau? Yeah, not good. What? Don't like him. Okay. That's no, all. You, that's your... You're giving us the least favorite as well? Oh, I was just saying why I don't like him. He just doesn't like class. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So they Gregory Rousseau. They got uh, Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle, both tackles, right? Uh, they got Carlos Basham Jr. Um, it's like four <laughs> two. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, sure. Who's your favorite rookie in this in this division? Oh, most people said think I would go with my boy Jalen Waddle because well, he's gonna be the he's gonna be insane. I love him. Uh, but it's gonna be their thir- second round pick, Javon Holland from Oregon. Oh, okay. I wanted Dallas to trade back and get him at twenty. But we didn't, and we don't like taking safeties. But I think he's going to be really, really good. Okay, nice. Uh, Ant, who's your favorite rookie? Um, I don't want to turn into, like, Mark Kuyper. I have a couple, though. <laughs> um, I, really, I really, really like New England's pick of Christian Barmore. Barmore yeah. Um, yeah. Out of Alabama. I think we've seen uh, Bill Belichick's, you know, uh, history with those interior guys. And I think he can be a, a real difference maker for them. And as much as I said I didn't like the Jets, I have a couple. Um, I like the Elijah Vera Tucker pick, and I mm-hmm. really like the Michael Carter pick, the running back from North Carolina, because they don't have a backfield, and I think that guy can come in immediately and, and help them out. So um, I have three guys. Those three guys I really like, and I think if Vera Tucker can be good, the Jets could be viable this year. They'll have a pretty good line, but um, it, it's going to depend on what he can do. I think they might stick him in there next to uh, Mekhi Becton. Who, uh, who's I, your number one guy out of all those? Barmore? I like, I like uh, Christian Barmore. Okay. Barmore. Okay, no problem. Uh, I'm going to go anti-rich here. I like Gregory Russo fitting in. Oh, my. In that Jeez. Buffalo Bills line. Uh Dude, he's, he's just another guy. I love that the Bills just take these big-name guys um, in the draft and throw them on the defensive line. Yeah, like, they have those two guys. Those, like, they're legitimate players. They don't have to be great because they have so many of them. Um, and then their pass rush, I think, you know, it depends, it depends on what's going to happen with, um, you know, like Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison. But... Uh, I just think that there's a lot of room for young guys to fit in on this defense, and I think that he's going to be one of them. So I'm actually really excited for him to uh, possibly have a, a nice, solid season. Not Maybe like – I wasn't going to say like Bruce Irvin, like pop, like where it's he's he gets these crazy stats for like a few weeks. But he'll certainly have like a few good games, I think. So he's my guy. Um, anyone else that we should recognize? Elijah Moore. Yeah, everyone likes Elijah Moore. Uh, Jalen Phil. I like the whole Dolphins class. Yeah. God. We just don't like the. Oh, you like the Dolphins. <laughs> they don't got. They don't got a quarterback, pal. Can't yeah, like them. That's true. Sorry about that. Um, okay. 
Anything else on the Yeah. Are we just gonna I mean, is the Mac Jones thing you guys hate it, love it? I'm not I'm just I don't I'm very lukewarm to that. I think he got talked up. Like remember how much the Mac Jones thing heated up? Uh, like how good he was being talked to. Like people were like he's legitimately good. Like it wasn't just the weapons. And now you don't really hear anything. Like if he was that good, he would be a starter. I'm sorry. Who was leaking the? He was gonna be pick number three. Uh shit. Who was that? Everyone. At one point, every single person you could talk, like think of, like everyone was saying he was the Niners were. No, it was it was uh. Schefter. No, it was Chris Sims. Chris Sims. Chris yeah, Sims. that Mark. Okay. AFC West. Ooh. So we're going to hop into that, get these things updated from William Hill. Um, I mean, this has some intriguing pieces right now. We have the Broncos trying to figure out a way to get Aaron Rodgers, who just turned down a contract extension. We have uh, the Raiders, who are the Raiders. I mean, John Gruden and Dim Boys. Um, the Chargers have Herbert, which we we like, but I think there's some fool's gold there, if, if, mm-hmm. if you will. Some more slumping coming. Um, but they also hired a really, really intriguing coach. And then you have the Chiefs, who are the Chiefs. So I don't really – I mean, it may not be the AFC North, but it's still a pretty exciting – uh, exciting theme, uh, division. Bram, so, you, Bram, when you have uh, a young quarterback like the Chargers do, would you have gone offensive or defensive? I think I go all offense. That's what I thought. All weapons, yeah. Um, it was, yeah. So let's start with your best bet, Rich. What's your favorite bet for this division? Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, just give me the give me the guaranteed money. Okay, minus three twenty is what you're getting there. I mean, that's yeah, you fair. Can th- you can throw in the AFC Championship and that and that bet too because they're right. going to the Super Bowl again. That's uh, that's basically what people did with if you just did that with the Patriots for what a decade, then you were just winning money nonstop every year. So besides like the Matt Castle year, so. Um, okay, fair enough. Uh, Ant, who's your favorite bet? Um, my favorite bet, ha- and I'm sure a lot of people probably think it, it, it has to be the Chargers, right? We're thinking, uh, Herbert's going to take the leap, or even if he plays just as good as he was last year with that offense with Williams and, um, Allen I don't know. I just think that's a damn good offense. And if the defense can can pick it up just a little, Derwin James is, is supposed to be healthy again. Um, you know, we'll see. I think that's a very talented roster. And if I'm getting plus 600, if we go back and look at some of those other divisions, the third place team, and I know it's because the Chiefs are that damn good, but um, plus 600 is, is, is a crazy uh, number to me. Yeah, I like, I mean, yeah, 600 is really nice. I mean, for both of these teams, honestly. Um, but I'm going to go with Rich. I am not going to – I don't like losing value like this. But, uh, shit, it's the Chiefs. Like, I just feel like they're going <laughs> to they're gonna win the division. I'm sorry. Um, 
the Broncos don't have a court. Their quarterback situation is in flux. I like the roster. The Chargers, maybe a little early. I just want to point out, you know, I thought of taking the Broncos and bringing up the point that I like it from the st- – wait, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. Okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go KC as well. I'm going to go Dark Horse, Broncos. I love the Broncos as the Dark Horse. Even with just Teddy two gloves, I like the roster a lot. They're getting, uh, they're getting some weapons back. That team had a shit ton of bad luck last year. Um, it's, uh, I think that's way too high. I understand that the Chiefs We're in the dog, the dark horse segment, right? Yeah. So okay. no, you're 100 right. Then I'm yeah. with you on the Broncos only from the fact that just because they have a five to ten percent chance that they might get Aaron Rodgers, right? Yes, that too. <laughs> that too. I'm gonna go with it. Um, so yeah, I just I like the roster either way. They should compete. And, um, you know, I think they just – they had a lot of bad luck last year with injuries. Rich, who's your dark horse in this division? Broncos, they're quarterback away. Okay. Look, you could also talk me into the Raiders. The Raiders are the only team in this division that I think can beat the Chiefs. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. I feel like the Raiders yeah, can Josh always Jacob. do it. Yeah. So uh, you could even talk me into the Raiders at plus – 1800 and what have the Raiders done besides get second place in the fucking division last year like I, I don't just that team that you've seen too many times on red zone or it's just the Raiders dude I feel like I've got my hopes up and and you know got behind them too many times for them just to be the Raiders with that yeah. quarterback I don't know if I think they've hit the ceiling that and they turned over their entire offensive line <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> for no reason yeah and their best weapon is a wide receiver pro- or a tight end. So, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like the Raiders, though. Um, but we're going to go – I'm going to go Broncos. So, uh, stay away. I'm staying away from the Chargers personally. I like Herbert. I like Keenan Allen. Um, I like their coach. Uh, I like their offensive coordinator. I just – I just don't. I just have a problem with the Chargers <laughs> and all the franchise. <laughs> uh, I thought they were going to be. I thought last year that I, I guess Anthony Lynn is was the issue, and I'm having a hard time disassociating this team from the Anthony Lynn team, which is going to come back to bite me in the ass. But uh, even when Herbert was playing, I I called him second half Herbert for a reason. They didn't exactly finish the season on fire, right? Like, didn't they lose like their last five? No, they won like the last five fucking oh. draft pick. Well, shit. Then never mind. They were like, they were like one and thirteen. Are you sure? I think they finished like six and ten. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, either way, like, I, yeah, like I said, I didn't like the way Herbert finished games. Um, but hey, whatever. I, like I said, he has weapons. They have a decent offensive line. Um, I like the veterans that they have on defense. So, as long as they stay healthy, they should compete. At least they should be the second best team in this division. But I'm staying away because there's too many variables with that team. Uh, they won. They won their last four games, but the week before that, they lost to the Patriots, forty-five to zero. Yeah, it just weird shit happens. But hey, they have a better coach. We'll see what happens. Um, and who's your stay away? Don't do I'm just it. Staying away from the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Rich, who's your stay away? Chargers. Okay. Just sec- sophomore slump. That's all they need to know. Yeah, I think the Chargers are going to be very good in this. Shit, will be now. <laughs> I think the Chargers are going to be very good uh, the year after. There's a lot of yeah, expectations. We saw what happened with Kyler Murray and them boys. I just pulled up their schedule, Bram. They open with at Washington, home to Dallas, at Chiefs, home to the Raiders, home to the Browns, at the Ravens. Yikes. For their first six games. Do you know what um, – I'm going to look this up really quick because I just want to know what they uh, what they went last year in division. Let's take a look. They beat the Chiefs the week 17 when it didn't matter. They lost to the Raiders twice. And the first week. game that Herbert played the Chiefs, that was the game that he was inserted in the starting lineup when Tyrone got stabbed. Yeah. Yeah, they one went to overtime. Yeah, they were 7-9 and nine, um, and 3-3 three and three in the division. So, they were okay. The Raiders, 4-2 and two in the division now. 8-8. Eight eight. A lot of people talking shit. Classic, classic Raiders. Did the Raiders... Hold on. The Raiders have improved almost every year. They're due yeah, for a 10-win season. <laughs> Damn it, we're sleeping on the Raiders. All right, your favorite rookie in this division, Ant? It's no surprise. It's going to be uh, Trevon Morwig, you know, the safety going to the Raiders. This guy was, uh, you know, one of my dogs coming out of uh, college, right? <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, him and Abrams might be able to make a difference for a defense that, you know, pretty much sucked last year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rich? Uh, it's going to have to be the Chiefs getting Trey Smith in the sixth round. I thought he was a top 100 player, but somehow he fell to, like, pick, like, 200. Something with a heart issue, but he's just going to ball out and be all pro in, 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 in Kansas City. <laughs> so, all right, so we got Trey Smith and Morig. I wanted Morig, but Ann got him first. Damn That's fair. We're going to put both of them down. Dallas should have fucking took him. God, our draft class sucks. I thought this was – I didn't like the uh, – I did not like any of these draft classes, to be honest with you. Um, but I guess I, oh, you guys kind of took some of the good ones. Um, no one picked Leatherwood, huh? <laughs> the next James Carpenter. You guys didn't like uh, Sante Samuel Jr. or Rashawn Slater for the Chargers? I don't like the fact that Asante is going to have to play – I don't know. I think he's going to play out of position. Um, so I'm not sure. Patrick Sertain? I, I just, I got burned by, I got burned by Okuda. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'm going Javante Williams. Oh, I don't, another dog. Let the man run the ball. Uh, I like his rookie of the year odds at plus 29 hundo. He might get more goal line touches than Melvin Gordon. Um, I'm just gonna go. I'm going. I'm going Williams. Yeah, Javante Williams for sure. Uh, best coach quarterback combo in this division, mm-hmm. Ant. Come on, it's come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Reed and Mahomes. Uh, we'll go ahead and take this one home. Uh, we didn't do this for the uh, AFC East. Sorry, I want to go back. AFC East. Who was the best 
coach quarterback combo, Rich. Josh Allen and I don't know who their coach is. Sean McDermott. Oh yeah, Sean McDermott. I always want to think it's the guy that went down to Jack. No, went down to Jacksonville. But yeah, it. I'll take Sean McDermott. I mean, there's not a ton of choices here, honestly. I'm. Yeah, I'm taking Allen and yeah, McDermott. Taking Cam Newton. Right. Even with the Belichick Trump card, I don't know, man. Um. So yeah, uh, we little... saw it last year. Yeah. No, you're right. What if he was hurt? <laughs> McDermott He's and Allen. Okay. All right. Um, that's going to lead us to uh, anything else on the West from you guys? Chiefs, I don't, Chiefs I don't, and four. Yeah, I don't really feel like I'm going to watch a lot of these games, to be honest with you. They're not. A, I'll probably watch some Herbert, though. I'll definitely watch some Herbert. Um, so somehow all these games are going to be in over, going overtime. Well, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, that leads us to one thing, Ant. I hope you're ready. Uh, let's go ahead and get it flipped on over, and let's hit yeah. the music. <laughs> All right, a lot of people might remember this segment from our uh, our draft preview, where we got Ant's top dogs in the uh, entire AFC by division. We thought about doing a duo dogs, but these are indisputable. We can't argue them, and I'm going to let you take over. Yeah. dare you find more dogs than what I found. Went down the 53-man roster. There's no better dog to be had than these men. All right, so let's start with the AFC South. In the AFC South, not the best, you know, division as I went through team by team. We start off with this brother, Derrick Henry. I mean, come on now. Man, about 6'3", 245. He wears an arm sleeve, has a visor, runs really hard. I mean, just a dog, right? He seeks Does contact. He... he seeks contact. He doesn't care I if the end zone's there. <laughs> he just has everything. He doesn't, you know, and, and hold on. Before we go any further, I just want to, you know, in case you're new to this, I just want to tell you, you know, some of the traits that it takes to be a dog, like what I look for, right? Number one, ignorance. <laughs> Number two, off-field issues plays a big part. Number three, your style of play. Number four, swag. Maybe, you know, on the field or maybe what you wear, maybe your dance celebration, you know, your celebration when you get into the end zone. And uh, number five, just your dog-like activities, whether it be verbally or physically, mostly after a play, whether it be a first down celebration, whether it just be chatting, you can't defend me to the cornerback or saying you can't get open to the receiver. So, you know, now, and the, do you get a higher rating if you do something like, say you do celebrate a first down, like you got the first down, you do the first down celebration, but you're down by like 30 points? For sure. Okay. And get a penalty. You, you will <laughs> so, you know, Perfect. That in mind if, if you're trying to get on a dog list. Um, South wasn't the best. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And, and I said it's non-negotiable, but I'm at least open to hearing what you guys have to say if you have some names that come to mind. I got nothing. We talked about, we talked about Derrick Henry, right? Pretty yep. solidified in the South as a dog. I was looking around at some other teams. Houston, eh, not really, you know, I couldn't see too many dogs there. Indy, eh, you know, not really too many dogs there. And then Jacksonville. 
So you know what I mean? This is what I was working with. I went with Bud Dupree as my second dog. He was a guy coming out of college I thought was a dog. I really liked out of Kentucky. Plays with some swag. I believe he also wears an arm sleeve, has dreads. The guy plays with a certain type of tenacity I like to see. He doesn't really have the off-the-field issues I like to see or some of the other things. But for this division, I think those are your top two dogs. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, any any consideration for Miles Jack? He, he just hasn't showed it, Brand. He's not bad. He's just right there in the middle. I guess he could be contending with Bud Dupree. You're right. I just like Bud Dupree. He doesn't have a lot of swag. I don't like the number 44 on him. I mean, but he does have something. Uh, we'll see. we got to keep him on the list, maybe. On the watch list. Yeah. That's all I had, though. That's the only guy I was thinking. Rich, did, did I miss anyone, Rich? Even though it's non-negotiable. No, you got you got the dogs of all dogs. And that's the crazy thing. Bud Dupree's in Tennessee now. Yeah. The double yeah, dog. Damn. Just let him go. A double dog. Uh, yeah. On a team, you know, it, it doesn't happen too often, but you know, uh, dogs will be dogs, I guess they say. And, yep. and I had to go where, where the dogness pointed me to, and that's where it was. And what would happen if it was Marcus Peters and Mixon versus Abram and Frank Clark? In a tag team, let's just go to the north, and let's go to the let's go to the north. We go north. One of the easier divisions, I think, to do. Am I right, boys? I mean, first and foremost, and maybe one of the biggest dogs in the entire league is Marcus Peters. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go down and check the boxes, maybe I'm talking on him wrong, but off the field issues, I feel like he probably has some. <laughs> I mean, style of play, always getting burnt or trying to jump for the pick six, right? Swag. Always talking yep. shit to defenders, even if he gets burnt. Um, and like I said, just the dog-like activities on the field, liable to get a penalty at any point, hurt his own team, all things which make him the top dog in the AFC North. Am I right, boys, or do you think I have him listed wrong? No, I like it a lot. I, I do have to point out, I think he is, you, you said this a little bit, but a guy that will uh celebrate a stop like once whether the ball was overthrown or he batted it down or if it was dropped he will do the you can't like the no catch motion even if he's given up 10 receptions in a row yeah and and it's just the you know the willingness to keep coming back as a dog whether he's right or wrong and yep. that's just marcus peters uh second on this list in the afc north whoo joe mixon right boys I mean, I don't mean to, I don't mean to keep going down the list. Guys had some off the field issues, right? <laughs> Can get physical yeah. when he needs to. He wears a visor. He has some swag. He was he the one making fun of Juju on social media for the Corvette Corvette dance after they lost? Am I right? Correct. Correct. I'm gonna give you that one. Yeah. I, I just like Joe Mixon. Um, it's really a dog for that Cincinnati team, and I think it's kind of needed for a young squad who's going to need someone like that on the offensive end waving for the first down when they're down by 14 in the fourth you never know maybe a comeback something can happen joe mixon your second dog in the afc north any consideration guy, for uh, tj watt no <laughs> shot in hell nope. that tj watt got close to my dog list 
He checks off maybe style of play. No off the field issues, no swag, no dog like activity. He's not doing any of that other stuff. A very good player, though. Um, you know, I hope to have him on the list sometime later down the line. He does play with the arm sleeves. That's about it. Okay. Anyone else, Rick? Nope. You got him. That's sad, man. That that used to be the dog division. You had Vontez, you had Ray yeah. Lewis, you had Ed Reed, like you had uh Antonio Brown. Oh my, my god. List top dog in the NFL. <laughs> this is where this division was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you want to go to the East? Uh, begrudgingly kind of because I think they only had one guy I could kind of pencil in as an absolute dog and then I have some dogs with some potential. But let's go to Stefan Diggs, boys. A guy who I must admit doesn't really get in trouble off the field, but makes up for it, you know, way more on the field with his dogness, whether it be celebrations or whether it be the you can't guard me, whether it be the arm sleeve or the visor, making spectacular catches, the swag and the style of play, it's all there for me for Stefan Diggs. Uh, what do you boys think is him being the top in the East? That's interesting uh, because He's a receiver and usually, you know, you need the physicality. I think that you short sold him by saying that he didn't have off the field issues when even sometimes, you know, something that can affect a team more so is the on field issues that he has that got him shipped out from Minnesota. Bram, that's a great point. When you're talking about a dog, especially at receiver, they have to be disgruntled and upset about not getting the ball enough. Yep. And that's what you see right here with this this brother, Stephon Diggs. He's asking for the ball 10 to 12 times a game. And if you don't get it to him, whether it be a win or a loss, he's probably going to be upset. Yep. all like mentality coming from this guy. Really like him. Okay. I, I have second nothing else one, to say about Stephon. The second one was really hard. I dug deep into these rosters, um, and, and I maybe you guys have some names. I went with Makai Becton. I never go with offensive linemen, but boys, hear me out. May not have the off-the-field issues. His style of play, he's a very physical left tackle. He's very athletic. I've seen him on Twitter asking for people to give him more credit when people break down the film. I look at his one-on-ones, very dominating. He's also a left tackle who will get up in your shit when they run for a first down or close out a game and let you know that they just closed out the game, he might pull out the first down kind of signal to you. I like the guy a lot. He's young. I think he's one of the most intriguing offensive linemen in the league, maybe one of the best. I just see the dog in this left tackle. He wants them to run the ball behind him each play. Third and 14, it doesn't matter. Makai Becton's asking for the, you know, the off tackle right behind his ass, you know, get up in the hole. Am I wrong? No, you were you're right. He definitely uh he definitely is a dog. You can see it. Like you said, I mean, it's hard for a for an offensive lineman to get. Do you consider Quentin Nelson a dog? Um yes. I think I so too. Someone that I he just because if you're an offensive lineman, you have to do one thing and that's dog someone out on the line and he's yeah. doing that. Both yeah, those guys. Actually noted, I have it down here. I'm not lying to you. In the AFC South, I had him as one of my either third or fourth. He had a keg stand celebration, I believe. <laughs> I could be wrong. I thought, I thought he had the keg stand end zone celebration. His, his style of play is pretty crazy. He can kind of let you know when they get a first down. I couldn't quite put him all the way up there. You're right, though. I, I really like Nelson. 
Okay. Uh, you guys like anyone from the Pats or the Dolphins? Uh, I I can't get behind any of those boys. Sorry. I, I thought about Trey White. Yeah. Kind of silent though. Not yeah. all the way there. No, and you put him next to a guy like Marcus Peters. I'm sorry, no. That's what I did. He just wasn't the same type of dog. He just wasn't checking those boxes that I need to see checked. And I was, I'm kind of projecting a little bit with Makai Becton because I think he's going to become somewhat more of a dog through the years, especially if they can win now. I think we're going to hear a lot more. So a little bit of projection in the East just because I think for you know we have a lack of dogs out there in the East. Yep. The door's open. All right, let's go to the West. West. And you know what they say, the West – is the best as far as dogs go right i mean these three guys right here i, I had to, i couldn't leave out frank clark i mean yeah we start off we brand let's start off with derwin james i mean what else needs to be said right right boys dude plays with swag he will take your top off he'll let you know about it i mean it's just kind of a what if he can stay healthy kind of peak dog for me at the safety position there aren't too many better. And, I think he has the uh, most swag he, on this list, for sure. 100% was going to say his swag is so much so much higher than, you know, anyone else that I think it skews it just a bit because, god damn, you know, the guy's six, you know, big some bitch, and the guy has swag. He wears an arm sleeve, he wears the visor. I think he wears the eye black. I mean, I just like this Derwin James, and he can fucking play at the end of the day. He yeah. just has to stay healthy. That's my problem. I don't know if I could have him on my dog list if I were to make one. Just because the guy, I mean, he hasn't played at all. Um, and then I go down to Jonathan Abram. Um, I circled ignorance. Very <laughs> ignorant from what I can tell. Uh, I've seen him on Hard Knocks. Just a guy you don't really want to be around. But since he's a pretty good player, you kind of, you know, you have to deal with him. He's just a dick, right? I mean, but he plays in such a way to where I have to notice him as a dog. He will really chirp at you after the play if he got burnt or not. He'll give you a helmet to helmet and get a 15 yard penalty for your team if that's what you like. Um, he doesn't quite have the off field issues, but like I say, ignorance is really what gets this guy up on the list. And he plays for the Raiders, kind of a dog team over the years. They've, they've just had the dogs, they've invited dogs. I kind of like that. So I'm going to give uh, Jonathan Abram here some credit and put him on the list. Do you guys like him up here, or do you think he should be three? Most ignorant guy on the uh, list thus far. I, I he, he doesn't have the talent, but the ignorance has definitely taken over. And maybe he does have talent. I don't want to make it seem like he doesn't, but he is, uh, he is an ignorant player and possibly person. Very true, very true. Um... Now, moving on, if you want to talk about a veteran, my dog ratings and a guy who's just been there year after year has never disappointed me, always done things to kind of add to his resume. Um, and I think, you know, just this offseason, right? <laughs> he did some off the field things. Yeah. Hey, yep. What do you do? I hope it wasn't domestic violence or anything like that. I'm no, I, I think he got caught with like a gun in his car or something. I think he had like three pounds of weed doing 90 in a school zone with a loaded Uzi. I would never tell anyone. He that. is facing three right. years in prison on felony weapon possession charge. I mean, Bram, when you say something like that, I don't feel like I need to go any further. But Frank does have swag on the field. He wears the visor and he kind of brought back. I didn't like it at first. He has the loose long sleeve. 
eh, kind of questionable when he came in as a rookie. I think that the NFL is kind of catching on to it. More guys wearing the loose, long sleeve. He has nice sack celebrations, which also get you over with me as far as a dog. That's, you know, after the play activities. Swag, his style of play, off the field issues. I just went down the list. I checked off each box. He's just a dog, right? And I hope he can get on the field. I don't know what he has legally going. And Brand says he faces up to three years when he gets out. That's going to put him higher on my rankings. I just want to see Frank Clark on the field. The AFC West has a good amount of dogs. I think they're going to be in, a, in, a, in good shape going, uh, you know, going forward here with some young dogs. Uh, yeah, he had an Uzi in his car when he got pulled over. Uh I think it was the second time Anyone he was else? arrested. <laughs> the second time he was arrested. Uh, no, nah, Vaughn Miller's not a dog. He's too nice. Yeah. I like him. Um, yeah, not even the Broncos safety. Was it? Is that Justin Miller? Simmons? Oh, yeah, Simmons. Yeah. Eh, could, could I put him over Derwin or Abrams? Oh, right. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, you're right. You know, I, I did the best I could. I wasn't just trying to do star players. I really tried to put some time into this. And I went down my kind of my checklist of what you need to get in on it. And I think whether whether it be Makai Becton where I'm projecting some, I think a lot of these guys, though, hit most of these kind of uh, milestones you need to hit to get on this list. A fun list to do. Um, I hope there are more dogs, you know. And that was the other thing while doing this. I realized, damn. There aren't many actual dogs, you know what I mean? I was talking yeah. about during the draft, doing the draft thing, like there wasn't that many I could find. And I'm kind of okay with that going forward on doing one to two dogs because you look at these rosters or even divisions and there doesn't seem to be that many. You might be able to pull three or four, maybe a division. Yeah, if you have too many on a team, it's gonna create so many problems for your team, your franchise, the product. It's, you can't, so I mean, it has to be a small number. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and some guys are going to shift off, off and on this list. I mean, Frank Clark may have dogged himself out the league, so uh, we will find out. And that's another thing. <laughs> you, you can dog yourself off the list. There's a certain <laughs> threshold where, boy, boy you're, you're, you're just doing too much to be on my dog. you got to be there at least for the team at some yeah. point. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that was a great list. Uh, we have our AFC stuff saved. Next week, it's NFC. And then, uh, shit, who knows? It might be SummerSlam by that time. God only knows. But um, we're going to wrap this one up. And I think the Bucks game is wrapping up as well. So see who wins the finals and not talk about that next week. But we are going to do the NFC Divisional. More dog ratings, more best bets, more Ooh, favorites. We look forward to it. Rich, anything else? All right. Sounds good, brother. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> <laughs>